Hey, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. movie this week <coughs> sorry uh the movie this week <laughs> see i can i can do a nice voice i just uh for some reason choose to use my regular voice hello alien the movie this week is alien cubed uh right uh you mean the crossover with the uh elevator movie aliens versus cubes that's uh i mean that's a good idea except for you know those aliens being chopped up left and right yeah Plus, I don't think they're allowed in Canada. Anyways, Alien 3, directed by David Fincher, written by, let's see, actually, Story, Vincent Ward, David Giller, Walter Hill, and Larry Ferguson, starring Sigourney Weaver, Charles S. Dutton, Charles Dance, Paul McGann, Brian Glover, blah, 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 blah. Alan Rickman. Uh, Holt McClanny. <laughs> Pete Possilwaite, that guy's famous. And, uh, what did he say, uh... David Fincher. Oh, yeah, don't forget. Don't forget the Finch. Is David Fincher in the movie? I'm just kidding. Lance Henriksen. <laughs> totally yeah, I forget about that. Uh, yeah, I picked this movie for oh. us to watch. Because, for some reason, this is like when people talk about Alien, if you bring up Alien 3, they're like, oh, yeah, that one stinks. And I disagree. Now, of course, it doesn't necessarily measure up to the original. And the second one is beloved, too. Like, personally, Alien is more my movie than Aliens. But they're both great. And, yes, Alien 3 is not as good as either of those. But I think it is still a very solid entry into it. You know, it's it's got great Sigourney Weaver action. It's got great creature effects. Uh, this time watching through, I think that the computer effects don't hold up, but, you know, it's the early 90s. What are you going to do? Opinions? Arguments? I appreciated the tonal difference between this movie and Aliens, where, uh, I mean, we can probably really break down, you know, a lot of those points, but I think that's probably the easiest way to, to, to put it for me personally. I really enjoyed the, the difference between the two movies. Um, I had never seen this one before, and we were laughing about it because I knew Joel had seen it, but I was like, Aaron, have you seen this one? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? But there's this thing that happens in this one that is pretty hard to forget. I think you know when you've seen it happen, or if you haven't seen it, and I had not seen it happen yet. So, yeah, it's kind of a major spoiler for uh, <laughs> this old movie, but probably one of the reasons why it's di- uh, diverse. What device? Divisive? D- divisive? Decisive? Why some people don't like it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Could be an issue. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like it, it almost feels. It doesn't feel as in tone with part one. I'm I'm trying to figure out which one does it feel more like because I I think the second half definitely feels more like part two, uh, aliens, and but part one is more mystery, right? Part I, one is definitely more mystery. I don't feel like it's like either of them. Mm. It's more like Batman too. <laughs> oh, it's Batman Returns. <laughs> more like Batman Returns than like that's, aliens. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. That, um, that part where Charles Dance is like, I've been riding this prison like a hog from hell. This is kind of more goth or hog more dark from- in like that 90s way. Yeah. 
that yes. Fincher, yeah, nineties dark stuff. It's it's kind of like at, with a rewatch and being more familiar with David Fincher's work, it's kind of astonishing how much of a David Fincher movie this is. Like he he took the alien universe and inserted it into his like film style and like uh, one of one of the good things one of the best things about this movie is how much the world feels uh real not not a set or anything like that like you really feel like you're on this desolate prison planet type thing here because of the way they use sound like you know people aren't coming in clearly as they're talking because there's echoes off of these huge chambers that they all exist in and it's like sparsely populated but you get to know sorry you get to know a bunch of the individuals in in a way where they they feel like real characters especially charles dance which is i mean he he's great in this movie he's not evil i'm used to him being evil <laughs> i'd say he's um there are shades of gray he's a he's a three-dimensional character that has a past you get only get to know a little bit of it because it's an action movie but you do feel like he's a person who isn't as evil as some of these other people are <laughs> yeah i think i think this one is a little bit slow and maybe that's why some people didn't like it after alien 2 mm-hmm. I didn't see the Alien movies until I was older, but my mom, like, has always been super into Alien, and she's seen all of them, and she's a diehard Alien fan, and I think Ripley is such a badass as a hero. I just really, really like her in all that I've seen so far. I haven't seen Resurrection. I thought you had seen Resurrection. I don't know if I have or not. No. I, I feel like there are things I know about that movie, but there are things I feel like I can't remember if I know them. Uh, okay. It might have been like on at some place that you were hanging out or something like that. Yeah. I bet my mom watched it around me before. I thought your mom sent you out of the room whenever she was putting these movies on. Sarah, these are this is too much for your delicate brain. What year? Anyway, I don't know how old I was when Alien Resurrection would have been out. Well, I don't know. What, what's what's it say on this thingy? 1997. 97. So we were like 15. You were fresh back from China. You you were just learning about these newfangled, uh, uh, I don't know what happened in 97, rollerblades? I was like Winona Ryder. I loved her in exactly, Reality yeah. Bites. Oh yeah, and Little Women. <laughs> what if she was like her character in Reality Bites? But in an alien movie? That's good. Yeah. When did you first see it, Goofball? Uh, alien Three. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see Alien Three. Uh, if you're referring to me as the Goofball. Uh, I haven't seen Alien 3. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to that flashy chick you bought. Oh, well, happy birthday, Joel. I love chicks. Um, Alien 3 was definitely one that I didn't see until I was an adult. Okay. Uh, I None of the Alien movies were movies that my parents really pushed on us to watch. They loved them, uh, I assume, when they were, you know, young, reckless uh, <laughs> uh, adults. Without children. We don't care what we watch. We're cool. And then they had kids, yeah. Well, I think I think the first one was definitely one that they loved. Oh, sure. I think they had it on, like, 35mm as well. I assume oh, you cool. loved the first one, too. Oh, it's a great because movie. Because of the association with Dan, Dan O'Bannon. And I'm your, a big Dan O'Bannon love for, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the one, the one that we watched that's hey, a comedy. You're talking about Dark Star? Yeah. My favorite movie? Yeah, like the direct ties. Like that, that <laughs> makes such a good double feature because it's like, oh, they, these aliens could have been a giant tomato monster <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> yeah. I do like the first one a lot. This one was good too, though. Um, and I, as mentioned uh, a few minutes back, I really enjoy the difference between Aliens and Alien 3. I really enjoy that. Uh, this movie sets you up just to be like, what the, what the hell, what? 
I can only imagine what it must have been like to be in the theater in 1992, fresh off of, you know, all you're reminiscing about, you know, Cameron's film. You're thinking about how, like, man, it was so cool seeing all those Marines killing the aliens. Well, Hicks, you know, and and that little girl, she's probably older now. She's going to be, yeah, Newt's going to be, like, doing some stuff. And, uh, oh, I don't know. Did you see that teaser trailer? Because, I, I, bro, they're going to be on Earth. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. man. I remember on that teaser trailer, they said, watch out. They're gonna, you're going to be screaming on Earth. Yeah. Aaron was like, you guys need to watch this teaser trailer. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, uh, Don LaFontaine, I believe, is the, the famous trailer guy yep. with the voice. He's like, in 1970-whatever, we were told... Uh, you can't hear a scream in space. Whatever the saying is, in space, no one can hear you scream. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Now, in 1992, they'll say, you can hear a lot of screaming on Earth because it's pretty sweet. <laughs> That's a like, pretty direct quote. Alien 3. But no. And, unless he was talking about the audience. Oh. I hadn't even considered that. But I think you're right. I think it was, we were supposed to assume... The aliens were coming to Earth. Yeah. And we had to wait until Alien versus Predator for that one. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, I've seen the beginning of the first one, and uh, I was not... I was like, why am I watching this lame horror movie? I haven't been able to get through any of them. AVPs. Mm-hmm. Not. I like the comics, though. Yeah, well, ABP, I mean, the comics are rad. You stack it up on such high media, like the original video game was so awesome. Oh, yeah. And then the comics, and then there, there was the cool side-scrolling arcade game from Konami, speaking of them, where you, you're punching around. Yeah, but it's like the movie, they're like, but what if they were teenagers? Oh, uh, everyone likes Scream. Like, shut up. I don't think they're actually teenagers in there. They just act like that. Anyway, this movie... <laughs> Oh, Alien Three, Alien Cubed. Yeah. Well, what I'm gonna, yeah, what I was saying was I really like the difference, and um, I didn't see this till I was an adult. Yes. To go back to your question, mm-hmm. and I uh, just gotta say, good movie. We watched a weird version, though. At least we started to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did see a weird one because I got a super cheap Blu-ray from this. By the way, check out your local big lots. You might be able to find the Alien Quadrilogy on Blu-ray for five bucks, which is totally. Buy I mean, a plane. Buy a plane ticket. Come to Ventura to the big lots here. <laughs> no, I only got. Um, I got the two copies that they had. Uh, get a refund on that plane ticket you just bought. Yeah, there's big um, lots all over the country. I think. I don't know. Anyone? Anyone? Pick and save. I don't pretend to know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Price uh-huh. not even promoting big lots that don't exist, Joel. Ah, Sarah. I don't want to pe- lead people. To believe something I don't know to be true. Well, anyway, <laughs> if you have a Blu-ray copy, and it's probably on one of the DVDs, too, there is an alternate version from 2002 or something like that that has extended scenes, uh, and it also replaces the dog entirely, and it's with one of the cattle creatures, which I don't even remember seeing any of them, like... In the theatrical cut, you don't know that there's, like, these steers that are on the planet that they use to move things. Uh, you see the dog in the, like, when they first find the ship barking at the alien thing. And later, of course, um, we see an alien actually pop out of that dog, right? Basically. Yep. And, like, the the alien has these dog-like features, which was one of the cool things about it. It's like, oh, man. So the alien directly takes on... Yes, the attributes of the host. That's crazy. But... In the cut we were watching, it was, uh, first of all, way more gore, which was cool for me, but, uh, you know, some people. I'm into it. Mm -hmm. But uh, in this one, instead, they bring in one of the cattle, and they're like, oh, we don't know why it died. You know, just hang it up, and we'll we'll make food out of it later. And at some point uh, during the funeral that they have before they toss those uh, Hicks and Newt into the furnace we see the alien pop out of the cow thing, and it's totally the dog alien, but there's no dog in the other version at all, which is lame. But, yeah, I I don't know why they went with that, but... Well... Aaron? 
I don't have the answers for you. Because you were saying, like, the, the theater audience didn't like the dog kill, except for that's the theatrical version. But I don't know what to tell you, Joel. Why don't you know? Get gonna... David Fincher on the phone. I don't know him. Well, I'm... <clears throat> I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it says that... Um... They had a bunch of problems shooting it, including shooting without a script, oh. various screenwriters and directors attached and then not attached, and it was Fincher's directorial debut. At one point, um, famous sci-fi author William Gibson was actually attached to this movie, and he wrote an amazing script. An amazing script! like. So amazing that the studio was like, nah, we'll get someone else. Why? That's crazy. Yeah, William Gibson is like one of the best science fiction writers around. Was it just going to cost too much money to produce or something like that? I have a feeling that the story he wrote, they couldn't do. Yeah. That's, that's like, but it's available to read. Well, guess what? If you go to, if you go to a comic book store, they recently adapted his script into a comic book. Oh, uh, I see. I don't know any comic book stores or anything like that. Well, I mean, if you happen to be in Ventura, California, or Newbury Park, I'm sure you can stop at one called... Um, uh, my, uh, what, what's Mike's store? Oh, yeah, Sterling <laughs> Sterling Comics. Is that what we're talking about? Green Arrow Comics. Oh, okay. I mean, that's what it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, Arsenal Comics and Games. Arsenal. Star City. <laughs> That's old school. Oh, cool. Well, I'm very interested in that, and I'm sure you could get us a copy since you... Yeah, we'll do a... We can do a... Uh, if someone pays us, like, a bunch of money on coffee, I'm sure we could, uh, you know, do a reading Yeah, of we'll it. do a live read Live reading. Yeah. William Gibson's... Why William. not? You know what? If you give us money on coffee, we will do yeah, that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... It's not like I got anything to better to do with my time. That's that's a. I'm not joking. I absolutely have nothing better to do. So please. <laughs> oh man. So yes. Okay. Sigourney Weaver as uh, Ripley. I think the most badass thing about her is that she does not back down from anything difficult that she knows she has to do, and it's not like she's like the best at the thing you know she's not the total badass or anything like that but she's she puts up a fight she's willing to keep going like to a points where even after she's like hurt or or anything like that she's not letting anything stop her and like that's it's admirable in in each movie it takes on this different form because in the first one you know it's just a survival thing and she ends up being the last person to survive. You can almost take that as like uh it was a just a coincidence and she she just got through because she knew the inside of the ship or something like that. But when we get to the second movie where she knows things are screwed up and she knows if she lets them get too far that uh the the whole world's going to pay for it like she goes above and beyond right the job and uh, like there of course there's that badass scene at the end where she calls the alien queen a bitch which is you know i i don't like to say the b word it's it's very inappropriate she uh <laughs> what was that little cheeky look you just did right there yeah <laughs> she's tough after facing the alien in the first one she she doesn't give a f- <laughs> you bleep that out. But um yeah, it, it's like none of the all the other stuff is extraneous. She's just like survive. We need to survive and we need to not get this thing like in us and mm-hmm. escape. Like that's the number one priority is like saving human lives or whatever. And in this one, it kind of presents her as, like, a victim in the beginning. Yeah. Because she's crash-landed. Actually, it was really funny because I had never seen this movie before. And in the beginning, she's, like, covered in oil on this, like, shore. And it reminded me... I I was in a photography class in college. I, I... 
focused on photography and um one of my classmates had done a photo shoot that was like obviously inspired by Sigourney Weaver unconscious oh, covered in oil. That's funny. And I kind of wondered, like, well, at the time he had done those pictures of this girl covered in, like, an oil-looking thing. I wondered if it was, like, an environmental thing. Like, right, what are we talking right. about? And now that I see it in this, I'm like, oh, maybe he was just a huge fan of Alien. But then I was like, well, maybe... Maybe aliens making an environmental comment. <laughs> I don't know. Ripley's Ripley's cast ashore from an oil spill or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, you know, in the future, everyone's covered in oil, so I don't. I'm not sure. It's. Uh, I'm glad that you have that crystal ball, Joel. So I mean, this have is, access to this. this. Some greasy. <laughs> on this prison planet, you know, but... We yeah, no, I guess you're right. You don't need a crystal ball. These guys are greasy. Yeah. I think they tried to achieve a lot with this movie. Having said that, I really enjoyed it, but, like, first you've got her crash landed, and then you find out it's a prison colony, and that there are only men, and there are no weapons, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're like... What the heck are they going to do now? Like, psychologically, you're like, well, that's a new challenge. There's no weapons. <laughs> um, a little misleading that the opening paragraphs of this movie say it's a maximum security prison. Right. With no guns. <laughs> right. And there's this whole, like, subculture of people that are, like, monks or something. Like, they're devout to their faith and... Took yeah, some, a vow of celibacy. Some weird religious order, yeah. And it, like it's revealed that the facility that you know their their punishment was they were supposed to be working this facility for whatever material they could mine from it, but it got closed down five years ago, and that these people requested to stay here, you know, to continue you know their servitude or whatever. As opposed to being transferred to a different planet, you know, that might have had better conditions or something like that. I, I don't know. It's, it's it's an interesting twist. That's really weird because, um, like, they would rather be isolated. It almost makes it seem like they don't trust themselves to be around other people. Yeah. In, like, a regular population again. Yep. I wonder if it was just, like, the, like a group coping mechanism like they just could not you know maybe they felt like they found community and they didn't want to leave it yeah 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 i get if that i were in if i were a character in that movie <laughs> um well, I, I assume this has the same uh, fate that most of your future future situations are well are we are we to believe this is the same future as blade runner as mentioned uh, wasn't there something in here that I was like, oh, this makes me think that that can be a thing. Oh, because, because of the way the technology looked. Yeah. And it was, and, um, I can't remember. There, there was one specific scene where I was like, this definitely looks like it could just like fall straight out of Blade Runner the way yeah. everything looks in this area. I mean, if that's the case, like I probably would have stayed on this planet too. I want to go back to Earth. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I put down religious monks and oil field workers. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Christians or fundamentalist nation of Islam, question mark. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if they they give any sort of... They're just worshiping God. Right. It It comes off as very Christian, by the way. They're uh charles s dutton is like prophesizing the evangelical sort of thing going on a little bit uh well now i think about it it comes off as kind of a you were saying like a islam kind of thing like one of the uh i can't remember what the terminology muslim brotherhood or whatever it is like i kind of thought of that because remember we saw well recently i don't know anything about it i'm just gonna come right out and say i don't know anything recently joel and i watched malcolm x right and it kind of reminded me of the faith that they had in the prison in malcolm x yeah oh okay but um if you want to hear me talk about that for some reason you can hear me on uh, our podcast 
We cut, we cut heads a Spike Lee podcast, which I do with Spencer. But uh, you were saying, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Free advertisement. Um, I put thoughtful use of set and other details, costumes. And I said it's a dark Dr. Martin Fincher space jam. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Martin. I think that there's a part where, what's that guy's name? The one that she's talking to? Charles Dance? Yeah, he's wearing these, like, really cool boots. Oh, you think they're Doc Martens? They might be, yeah. Uh, I think they were. At least, maybe they were, like, you know, Waylon Corp, Doc Martens, like, future future Doc Martens. Yeah. Yeah. I assumed you meant Dr. Martin, Doc Martin from uh, the TV show, like, You Can't Stand to See Blood? No. Okay. So it's not, <laughs> not a quaint English uh, <laughs> prison colony. Oh, well, Dr. Martins are British, but in a different way. More of a punk rock, goth, yeah, whatever thing. Golf. So, yeah. What do you think makes this movie special? There's so much promise from aliens. Like, so much promise, so much like extreme like wow they saved the day we saved this kid we saved everything and this movie just kind of provides you with the nah nah n- none of that happened like <laughs> in fact everything's worse now than it was than it was before it's like when we found out about that mini thing that was between um what was that one called? Uh, Prometheus? Yeah, Prometheus and the other one. And, uh, yeah, Alien Covenant? Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like there's, like, a short we missed in between yeah. <laughs> the second one and this one. Like, the short they have between those two. Yeah. Well, like, okay, so Alien Aliens takes place, like, 70-something years after Alien, right? Wasn't yes. that the thing? Yeah. That's, okay, there's, like, a video game that came out that's called Alien Isolation where you play Ripley's daughter who comes to find out what happened to her mom. She goes to the, the original space station, I believe. Okay. But it's like they <laughs> that's that's kind of filling a gap between Alien and Aliens, but it probably wouldn't be filling that much of a gap unless there's some sort of weird time travel. Uh, yeah, I don't think there... I, I wonder if there is any like material... At least would show like where the world is, because the, the the thing the state we're left in is that she has a you know her her ship that she escaped in at the end of Aliens. Uh, she they have to eject her from the uh, escape pod with the other two survivors and Jones the cat, presumably. Although we don't see any sign of him. And I missed Jones in this one. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. I remembered Jones being in it. But I guess I imagined that. There was no mention of the cat. In, in your movie. heart, he's there. Yes. My heart <laughs> lives on. Yeah. So I guess you can make the presumption that, like, Waylon Yutani has probably been looking for them, anyways, because they, the whole thing is they want to recover the alien for use as a possibly as a weapon or yeah, whatever type else. Of asset that it wants to collect yeah and um what is the name of lance henriksen's care bishop right michael bishop real bishop shows up at the end but i mean how many years have passed since did, did we determine that they Aliens said 50 they said that she was in stasis for 50 years so another 50 years in stasis. yeah yep well, how could Bishop still be alive if he was the real Bishop? Huh? You mean the robot? Right, because the the guy who shows up at the end of the movie is like, I'm the I'm the person they base the robot on. He could have been a robot. Yeah, I think that's I have that. a suspicion as well. I guess we'd have to just decide that was the case, yeah. Or maybe he was cryogenically frozen. But he gets shot. <laughs> In the movie, and he bleeds, so there's just... He could have just been frozen. 
It's just a gap in the story. Oh, they had him on ice while they were like making machine versions of him. Yeah. Because he, he wouldn't hold still. He was like, don't use my face. And they did it anyway. They're like, we'll just freeze him. Yeah, just just put him on ice. <laughs> <laughs> Inject him with this like drug that'll make him work for us afterwards or something. I don't I don't know. Sign him up for a TV show called Millennium. Yeah. Oh, that's what he was doing. He was he was Millennium. Millennium. What is he? What is he in that show? <laughs> I, I like think a, it's, it's one of those shows where you can see like the murderer doing things. Oh, he's he's like got powers. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's like you uh, never watch that show. It's like early edition. He gets a newspaper. <laughs> sure, it's darker. I think. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I ever saw it. No, I never saw Millennium. Oh, okay. I saw Medium. Is that kind of like that? Yeah, yeah. Mulder and Scully go and inspect Patricia Arquette. No, it takes place in the in the X Files verse, the Carter verse. I guess I don't oh. know because there's they like con- in the X Files proper they conclude the Millennium storyline after it got canceled. Got it. That makes sense. How do I know that? I haven't seen the show. It's because I'm a dork. I mean, I love you more now Ooh. than I ever have before. That's nice. <laughs> nice. And on that day, Aaron's heart grew two sizes bigger. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the computer graphics in this movie. Oh, yeah. They're, they're pretty janky at this point. They didn't age well. Yeah, it's true. It's a little rough. On the eyes. And, like, the the physical, the, the practical, you know, costumed and, like, uh, slimy alien thing looks so amazing. And that's part of why it looks so janky. I wonder, like, back in the day, I, I can't imagine what it was like seeing it on the big screen. Like, did it look awesome? Because... I don't think people really had a point of reference at that point, though. Yeah, that's the que- that's the thing. Yeah. I think even the creators didn't really have a point of reference for this. Recently, Sarah and I watched Species because I hadn't seen that movie before. Oh, and that's got some whew, that's got some rough CGI going on there. The Species Alien itself, it's like, oh, I see somebody fell out of Toontown here. <laughs> oh, I wish we could do a podcast on that one. Um, it's uh, your pick next. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> You guys just watched it, so nah. No, what? Nah. Joel noticed the CG in that movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, is that what he's noticing? Oh. In Species, yeah. It's not the model. What else would I notice? model. <laughs> it's because Naked those were lady. real, and I've seen things like that before. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this thing? Yeah. It doesn't look did, like a did, real... Uh, <laughs> did, did you have to rewatch some of the hot tub scenes? Yeah. I you know I didn't want to rewatch the scene where uh, <laughs> where what's what's that British guy's name? Um, anyway, anyways, he, he's getting done on the bed by the by the, the species creature. Know, thing, and I'm like, going oh on? God, I'm never going to watch this again. I got to bleach my eyeballs. Right on. What's it, what's his name? I don't remember which actor it is. The, the guy from Spider Man Two. <laughs> the guy from Spider Man Two that plays Doc Ock. Oh. You mean the guy who dies in uh, um, Indiana Jones? Uh, in the beginning, yeah. In the beginning? You see his dummy covered Quick. with darts. Hand that the was... Yeah. Throw me the whip. Uh, throw me the idol. Throw you the whip. Is it... Um, <laughs> I don't Alfred Molina? Alfred Molina. Molina. Skinny Alfred Molina getting plowed by an alien monster. I guess it's the other way around, but something I don't want to see. Spoilers for species <laughs> if you everyone. never saw it. Hey, people, people get it on an alien cubed also. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's completely consensual. There's nobody playing any tricks. It's not like you see it going on. You just kind of see them like getting dressed afterwards, and it's like, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. The end. I mean... When I thought about it, I was like, well, you know, Ripley, she's, this has been a long journey for her. <laughs> she doesn't know what's going to happen next. Right. And, and if she's any- living for the moment right then, I yeah, think, I think so. you know, the way it happens makes everyone feel human to me. Like it might happen that way. I, do, I wouldn't have I felt like otherwise if it hadn't happened that way. 
know, but it's not like they're. I think it's interesting because it's not like they're outright flirting or anything like that. No. The attraction was there. Right. Like it's but it's it's almost a nonverbal chemistry. It's just like yeah. they get along and uh Charles Dance is taking his shirt off, so why not? Yeah, I guess I guess maybe that was the point when yeah, things went down. And he was like, Hey, I, I killed the golden child. Oh wait, no I didn't. Never never mind. I was concerned as soon as I found out this was an all-male planet. I was like, oh, this could be a really messed up situation for Ripley's character to be walking into. Right. And they they try to steer away from some of that by being like, oh, these are all celibate prisoners. But there's one part where somebody attacks her. A group of them, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had forgotten about that part, but... I mean, it, it seems like to have a prison planet with a single, you know, woman it would on be, it, yeah, you have to have a scene. It like would that. be crazy, yeah. But it, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it could have been with that kind oh, of a totally. situation. You're right; it could have been way worse. And the person who comes to save the day is not necessarily who you'd expect either. You know, it's Charles S. Dutton who starts beating up his own followers because it's like, you guys, you know, you don't want to do this. Like, it's like. Because their vows and everything like that. This this is not who we are, and I have to beat the sense into you. And when she's like, "Thank you," he's like, "I didn't do it for you. You know, I did it for their souls, or or something, basically like that." And he's not exactly a friend, right? Yeah, <laughs> we get that from the beginning that he is not looking for allyship. No, here at all. Yeah, and then they kind of make like a suicide pact where she's like, "Hey." If it gets real, I need you to kill me. Yes. And that's after she figures out that she's got something inside her. Spoiler alert. This is what I did not know about this movie. Somehow I made it to 37 years old without knowing that this happened to Ripley. <laughs> or if yep. I was told at some point I forgot it. Um, definitely never saw that part before. But um, I would just be so distraught if I found out there was an, if I was Ripley and I found out there was an alien in me I would be pretty upset yeah <laughs> that's understating I'd, I'd be pretty upset too if I woke up from 50 year cryogen sleeping oh man <laughs> first first I spill my coffee now I've got an alien growing inside me ridiculous this is exactly what she's been trying to avoid this whole time. Yeah. What's that space ball reference? Check, please. Mm. They set it up pretty damn well, though. Like, yeah, I guess you can kind of read into the beginning what, what might be going on. Yeah. But the the whole scene where the alien is right next to her and does not kill her, it's like, well, wait, wait. Why would this, like, absolute killing machine just walk away from that? Exactly. As a, like, on one point, you'd be like... No, because she's a hero of the movie, of course, they're not going to kill her off things. But the, the story goes with it. It's like, well, it feels a need to protect because protect her because it can see it's a vessel for another alien queen, potentially. And, uh, it, I mean, it, it's just really, it works really well. And that brings to the tragic ending at the end there. Like, this, this movie's a downer. That might be another reason why people... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say a lot of people are not a fan of this movie because it's a downer. Yeah, and there's no—I mean, there's only brief moments of kind of like some success and optimism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know though. I mean, this 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 is just kind of like one of those movies that like we we named our podcast after, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to space. Yeah, this is a good reason, and that's why Alien is the number one reason. <laughs> <laughs> Number two reason, no vending machines. <laughs> oh, good point. The Matrix is number two. <laughs> <laughs> that one's not really space. It's that's just reality. like, yeah. Yeah, that's just here. The future. Please don't send me to the future either. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't trap me in a wasteland <laughs> of any sort. Thank you. <laughs> Please don't. Number three, Hawk the Slayer. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, send me there, please. Oh, man. No, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Yes, I can. Um, 
She shaved her head in this movie. Yes, she did. Did you expect that? Yeah, I knew at some point she was going to shave her head. I didn't know if it was this movie or the next one, but um, did they say, like, just because everybody else shaves their head on this planet, you have to shave yours too? Or did she just do it to fit in? She or? did it to fit in, I think. Is yeah, to be one of them. Yep. Yeah, well, at that point, I feel like there were a couple of points in the movie where she could have said, like, well, who gives a shit? Like, like, there's a couple of points where it's like, really, what, what are, what matters right now? <laughs> like, like, oh, every people aren't gonna like me or whatever. It's like, no, I don't, I don't care. That's d- the only thing that matters is trying to save human lives. Like you know, like they say, don't rub the temptation even further into their faces. She may be surrounded by supposedly religious dudes, but they're still double Y chromosome men. Double Y. Which apparently is the root of their problem, I guess. Oh. Is that what Fincher's trying to tell us here? I don't know. Like, that's another interesting detail. It just makes, like, I I think that that's a reality. Like, people, men who do have a double Y chromosome are just naturally more aggressive and and stuff like that. But I I don't remember where I heard that. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. I could have just made it up right now, oh. but I don't think so. I think I, I think I did. Pseudoscience, Joel? Yeah. I, I wear a pseudoscience. It's purple. I should have realized all those math equations on your suit you're wearing right now. Did you know that the, I could save you a lot of money by getting the government to pay you to do things? Mark. Oh, the question marks all over your suit. Oh, I that guy's dead. That. He's dead? I don't know. Oh, someone sniped him. I, I hope so. I mean, he's been playing Gotham for years. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in this movie is towards the end when they decide they have a plan because this is we're narrowed down to alien again because there is literally only one alien on this mm. this planet. And there is a scene where they're trying to get the alien so that they can pour hot molten whatever on them. Ooh. And these prisoners all set up in these hallways so that they can close doors in a certain order and kind of kite it in the right direction. And so we get this first-person view of the alien running down the hallway where the the prisoner is like in fisheye in front of them running away with a torch, you know, trying to get doors to close things. And I think that happens like like four or five times. Oh, yeah. And each time is still like super thrilling. Especially the last time where it's like, that door's not closing. That door's not closing. That, ah! Yeah, that was actually pretty rad. Yeah. Pete Postlewaite is like, oh no. I thought the visuals were really cool. I liked the style of the place they were in. It was like really industrial. Um, Looked like Nine Inch Nails could have filmed a music video there. Oh, yeah. I felt that, too. <laughs> um, there are, like, subway tiles, and there's, like, a green... There's, like, a green colorway through this movie that was kind of interesting visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and s- some places had this cold blue to it, too. Just, like, you could feel, like, this is not a comfortable environment environment almost anywhere yeah they never had like oh let's have a ice cream cone there was never like a (laughs) good good moment really of like yeah of like tension being broken like where everybody was just like yeah let's take a minute lieutenant ridley if you're around for friday that's pizza day That was a good warden, by the way, Joel. That was a good warden. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, and they all hate her. They think she brought the alien, and she could have, when you find out what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It could have come straight out of her body when she crashed. We don't know. And She's acting cagey the whole time. She won't tell anybody what's all about until until crap starts to really hit the fan either. You know. Yeah. There isn't a lot of preemptive. Yeah. But I see she's kind of kind of playing her cards close to her chest for good reason. You know. I, I don't know. Like you, you I think you think I it was guess un- it's uh, it's good if that there is no danger of the alien thing. Mm-hmm. 
not to panic everybody. That's what I was going to... That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. But there are a couple of people she could have told. I guess she didn't know who she could trust at that point. Oh, you're talking about Lannister like Boy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I talking also, about Tywin. I also well, think Tywin? there could have been a little bit of, like, I am going wrong? to die. Like, her processing that. Like, despite all of her efforts, like... There could have been a delay in her communicating to people that she thought could handle the information, like, just because she was like, huh, I'm going to die, probably. Well, that's after, I mean, she doesn't realize that that's going to happen until after uh, Dr. whatever his name is, uh, Charles Dance's character dies in the movie, that's... By then, you know, she's already feeling a little fluish and stuff like that. She doesn't really know what's going on. And then when she she goes back to her ship and gets a full body scan. And that's finally revealed that there's a 3D alien image inside her. I hated that. I'm sure a lot of people hated that when they saw that part. Like... They really do kind of trick you in the beginning if you haven't seen this movie before because she is just sick and she has been through something. You don't know, like, what else it could be, really. But, yeah. Anyway, after she finds out there's actually an alien (laughs) (laughs) living in her body. That's a good song title, by the way. Actually an alien living inside my body. Yeah. I like that. I've been making up a lot of band names recently. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. I'd like to hear some of those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Florence and the Machine. Can you imagine a band about that? No. What? (laughs) Me neither. So, what's one of your favorite parts of it? Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of the... Um, classic scene they use all the time in all the ads, the alien's face all up on Ripley's face and the little face coming out and saying, hey! <laughs> Getting real close to her face like, hey! And just all the goop, just all the goop dripping off the alien like it's that. Thick, thick like whatever that is. <sighs> petroleum jelly. I just really know. love how textured a xenomorph is. Yeah. Like the non-CG one. I love how textured it is and just, I know, I know, yeah. I'm sticking my tongue out for people who can't see me. <laughs> I understand where you're at, Sarah, yeah, but I'm the opposite. It's yucky. I think it's perfect. <laughs> um, like slimy looking vinyl, whatever. I'm into like, it. Like, I don't even know, like like a, a carapace on, a, on an insect, but also, yeah, I, Alien is the descriptor. So I'm a real big fan of that scene just because it's pretty pretty iconic as far as this movie is concerned. For sure. They used it in everything. Like, it's definitely the one thing I think about quite often when I think about this movie. Um, that ending, pretty brutal. Yeah. Real brutal. Um, I liked the idea, the concept that there, there were no guns. What can we do? Kind of like, uh, I think, uh, as you would mentioned, Sarah, while we were watching it, uh, kind of like a Home Alone. Oh, yeah. I was like, of, are uh, they going to... Alien. I was like, are they going to Home Alone the alien yeah. in this one? Yeah. Set up all these little traps. They try their best, too. Paint can. They end up goofing themselves. In the head. <laughs> <laughs> That I was, was basically like a slapstick comedy. In this viewing, that was one of my that was a treasured moment for me when you made when you made that connection, that correlation. So I wanted to thank you for oh, that. Oh, you're welcome. You gotta foil those alien bandits this time. Acid blood bandits. So that was pretty fun. Uh, I'm kind of a fan of a lot of the goobers in this movie too. The there's a lot of, of weirdos. I'm a big fan of weirdos, so this movie has a lot of them in it. Like, uh, Mr. Uh, gonna get gonna get chopped up by a fan sitting in the in the air duct, just kind of scraping the wall and singing a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a pretty fun goober. Yeah, um, I like how <laughs> like oh yeah, it was bound to happen eventually. Like, yeah, everyone, like, oh. everyone, not sad to see him go. He got chopped. There's up. a reason why they sent him into that tunnel. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not enough that you've got an alien chasing after you. You've got a plant full of goobs. (laughs) 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 Creep on you or be annoying. There's some goobs for sure. Yeah. But a lot of fun kind of like, like you could tell that when they were casting this movie, they had a lot of fun trying to find like, it's just shady as hell. Like, who are we going to, you know? So it's real fun for that in that aspect. Mm-hmm. It is. It's definitely not a place you want to be. Fury is not a planet you want to be on. And Fincher did a great job of making sure you felt that way. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about there? In with the this, movie? With this alien? I I think the ending. Okay. Let's talk about the ending. Ooh, yeah. So the 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 Wailing Yutani team shows up, right? And saves the day. Yep, they do. The they end. Actually, they, they, by the time they show up, everybody's all killed for the most part. Anyways, their their plan to melt the alien didn't work because when they actually cover that alien with metal. He just jumps out like, whew, that was a little hot, guys. I'm going to get this uh, Sigourney Weaver after all. That wasn't fair. No, I agree. That alien should have been scalding hot and in metal. But I guess, you know, it's so badass that it can just bust out of scalding hot metal. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Like, the alien is specifically afraid of fire. Fire. fire We we hear fire being, yeah. Yeah. So you think molten hot. We also see the alien, you know, being hit with, like, you know, a spaceship exhaust, like, and does not take too well to it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I call a little BS on that, too. Right. But I think it is cool when she, like, releases the, the water on him and yeah, it just, like, blows up because it, <laughs> like, quick dries. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. And... <sighs> Did they know if it's just one alien that's been after them, or they're like the dog aliens, or the... I think that's just the presumption, is that there's only one. Yeah. Yeah. I read on that Wikipedia thing that Fincher wanted the alien to be more like a creature, like a beast or a puma, and that they kind of changed it a little bit because he thought that would be more interesting if it was more like an animal... Oh, I see. Interesting. But, yeah, I think that was, like, partly his vision meeting with, like, the Geiger original art. And, and, and Ripley even comments on it, you know, when they're talking about the alien. She's like, I've never seen one like this before. So. Yeah. It was different. It's different. Yeah. Sorry, I uh, went off on a tangent. But, yeah, the ending where she's basically telling them she's not going to go back with them unless they can promise her that they're going to kill it. And she just doesn't believe them, which is right. She, they, they were lying to her. I, they wanted to try and learn something from it. Right. That's I, I, I think Bishop takes the position when, when she asked that and is like, well, there's so much we can learn from it, though. And she's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong answer. And then. I think that's exactly what she said. Yeah. And then she falls into the lava. Oh. And Joel and I were talking about this. Yeah, this this is my one of my biggest problems with the movie is what happens as she's falling into the lava. Her the her ch- little her little baby alien friend bursts out of her chest as she's mid fall, as the music's like <laughs> the alien's like ah! This is terrible. And then she holds it on. She wraps her arms around it like, you're my baby now. And they they both go into the molten lava together. I think that the alien bursting out of her chest mid-fall is is pretty stupid. I'll agree with you. It's pretty dramatic. It's a little over the top. over the top. They could have just had her fall in without doing that. And we would have known that the alien that was inside of her... I mean, you never really know at the end of Alien because they always come back with another one. And then you're like, well, they obviously didn't get them all. Um, Exactly. Or someone opened up a new ship of them or something. (laughs) Hot piping fresh aliens right here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But, yeah, you... 
you see it laid out for you. No mistaking what could have happened. She dies. The thing comes out of her. It dies. Like, that's the end. Yep. And she's a badass even in death. She's just like, you know what? This is, I knew I was probably going to die as soon as I found out this thing was in me, and I'm going to make sure it doesn't hurt anybody else. And she just threw herself into it. Yes, indeed. Like, she knows for the greater good she has to do this, and she does. Yeah. Without even really making a big deal out of it. No. She's badass. Yep. Make sure to tell everyone I did this. Ah! She's a hero. <laughs> tell everyone. Ripley's... <laughs> Tell my daughter who tried to find me in that video game. <laughs> what do you mean? She's been dead for a hundred years. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Did you guys see that movie, Interstellar? Living <laughs> <laughs> in the bookshelf. Look what I'm about to do, guys. <laughs> Swan Windy, I can dive. Fly. <laughs> Swan dive. <laughs> That's awesome. Like I think the move the yes, without that alien, I think the the moment would have been so would been just like brutal and and good in that way alone. But there's something just so silly to me about the alien being like, oh no, puppet! Yeah. I just realized she's gonna do what she's doing. Let me out of here. <laughs> and just to confirm, neither of you have seen Alien Resurrection. I definitely have not. Okay. Sarah I might, might have. have. Okay. All right. Why? Because is there... Nothing. S- is, does the movie start with the alien saying, like, I think you probably thought she died. <laughs> but here <laughs> I am. <laughs> the little alien queen. Well, first of all, yes, just like that Mickey Mouse voice you've just, uh, <laughs> you just uttered, uh, the alien has uh, a little, little gloves with... Three little lines on it. And it freeze frames at the uh, end of <laughs> Alien Three. It has little, it's like, Don't it's got you little, little shoes on. Me. <laughs> it's got little red pants with two little gold buttons on. <laughs> yep. I was gonna say, does it like? Is it dressed up like Michael Jackson in the <laughs> in like the Thriller video or so? Does he start oh, moonwalking? That'd be so awesome. Moonwalking. I don't. I'm going to do a Google search at some point for that, and I hope it's out uh, there. Alien Michael <laughs> Yeah, Alien Moonwalk. <laughs> it's just, it's him on the cover of Bad, where he's just, like, laying on his side. Part of the reason, this is That's so- rad. This is probably something only I think, but part of the reason I find the alien so menacing is because I feel like it looks like it has a smile. Yes. And, like, kind of like- Permanent. Permanent smile. Pennywise the clown or something. It's like this smile, but it's like It's got like a rictus. Like a scary, like fake, like inhuman smile. Yeah, you nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely. Nailed What's it. that alien so happy about? I don't know. Ah, acid. It's gonna kill all of us. <laughs> He's really happy, He's about, real happy that. about it. <laughs> Now, let's tie this all back into uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. So, we're to assume David bred these things to have... Uh, did they have acid blood originally? See, I don't remember. After after that uh, one stood up in the T position. I almost, I almost forgot those movies existed. Thanks, yeah. Joel. Oh, well, you know. Uh, now, now I, I definitely <laughs> see the correlation between the... The well, spoiler for those movies, but when she does the abortion, yeah, <laughs> so hardcore, yeah, that so hardcore. That's what Ripley should have done. That's probably what everybody thought. Like, why couldn't Ripley have done that and I just live? Yeah, I mean, she didn't like have the facility of the full spaceship. Yeah. This was just like a medical scan. It was like a little triage that they in, had in an already there. broken ship. Yeah, 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 but. You're like, yeah, get that thing out of you in the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Alien 3, good movie. Give it another chance if you decide you didn't like it. Anything else you guys want to say about it? I thought the actors all did a really good job. I thought David Fincher did a really good job directing it um, and adding that style that he does. And... um. I definitely like Alien 1 and 2 better. 
Yeah, I mean, so do I. I have to rewatch Aliens. I don't. I honestly only watched it the one time we watched it with your mom. Mm. So it's pretty awesome. Like Bill but, but the thing is, is well, like I just want to reiterate, I really do enjoy the tonal tonal differences between all three films. Yeah, and I think that's something that you're not going to really see with a trilogy nowadays, right? Like, and I think that's what's so amazing about all three of these films. Um, don't get me wrong, Alien Resurrection's great too, but in my opinion, the first three are pretty amazing. I'm excited to watch the fourth one. Yeah, don't get me wrong, yeah. it's, it's a great film all on, on its own for sure, but it's kind of hard for me to compare all three, all sure. four of them together. Yeah. But th- at least the first three in a row, like, the tonal difference between all three of them is so rad. Like, yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's like Halloween 1, 2, and 3. I would know. Completely different movies. Never seen them. Oh, man. Even Sarah's seen Halloween 1. Come on. I'm sorry. She just, she <laughs> just, looked, oh, she just looked at Aaron Wait, and shook her head. I think like, I've seen Halloween God. 3. That's a season of The Witch, right? Yes. Okay, I've seen that one. Okay, so you've seen Halloween That 3. doesn't make any sense. The one... Well, it does because... <laughs> Halloween 3 is a standalone movie. Like, it's it has nothing to do with the other Halloween okay. movies. I've seen Season of the Witch. Okay. It's the one, the one everyone thinks is God's gift to, to horror movie lovers. But anyways, really? we're not talking about Halloween I mean, it was 3. fun, but we can talk later about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, people love that movie. I liked it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. Yeah. That was a whole review right there. Anyway. I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson you learned from Alien Cubed. And I'll keep calling it that because it's Alien with a little three number. And, I was like know. to third power. Oh, third power. Oh. Alien to the third power. Right. But that that is cubed. Third power, same thing. Right. If it was Alien with the two, it'd be squared. Mm-hmm. Every time you say the, the word cube, though, I just keep, I think of those elevator movies. Really, I think of like diced ham. You know, they put I don't those think, in like I don't salad like packages. That. Gross. I don't like to think about that. I yeah. think of the geometric <laughs> solids in the Montessori method. Oh, nice. Anyways, uh, if you want to... <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, listener, if you want to hear about the Montessori uh, geometric <laughs> solids, uh, write into please don't podcast at gmail.com. Message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. If you have a few bucks you want to send our way, we'd appreciate it. You can reach us at uh, our coffee site, ko-fi.com slash PDSMIOS. Oh, that reminds me. I have to put the notes in for one of the episodes. I totally forgot. Anyways, those are usually all those links are usually in the notes. Uh, thanks to David DeRoy for theme music, to Jed Dowtry for a podcast logo, to everyone who listens and all those people who don't listen. I also think that you're great. But, uh, you know, the listeners are probably better, just in, just in general. Thank just, you, everyone. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And thanks. my thanks tonight goes out to Sarah and Joel for being awesome. I'm really thankful I get to hang out with you guys and do this crazy, wacky podcast. You're We're still, thankful you. to you, too. No, you're still in the doghouse anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, Joel. And you want to help out the podcast and you don't have any money to toss our way, listeners? <laughs> Tell somebody else about the show. You know, to, you know, get a specific episode. If you hear somebody watched a movie that we've covered before, tell them to go to PDSMIOS.com. You know, all the episodes are listed there. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you could just tell anyone else. You know, tell your mom, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your boss. Tell your boss you need a raise and that he should also listen to the podcast. Both those things. It's good advice. Anyways, uh, did you learn to listen to the doghouse? Uh, what's going on? What? I don't. I don't know. Okay, here's my <laughs> lesson. Hopefully, I'll get out of the doghouse with Joel. Why well, must I chase the cat? <laughs> um, so, um, you crash landed on a prison planet. Um, be sure to always keep handy your uh, your droid that's on the way out, so that you can Bluetooth it. To the um, <laughs> the black box of the spaceship, so that it can like melt in front of you. That's uh, that's my lesson. It's basically, that it, scene it, was so cool. It's like that a te- scene a te- was te- amazing. <laughs> He's like a Teddy Rupskin or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but that was like I thought that scene was so rad. Okay, Bishop, tell us a story. Once upon a time, I can't feel my legs.
Yeah, it was a really cool scene. I thought it was so cool. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> like a it lot of all... the gross parts in this so movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like milk that much. <laughs> Not anymore. Um my lesson for this movie would be pretty dark ideas coming into my head. <laughs> um not unbelievable with the subject matter. So. Yeah, with the way this movie goes, um, I'll say my lesson from this movie is you gotta seize the seize the day, li- like you know, live in the moment. Yeah, because you don't know if you've got an alien living inside of you. That's well put. You just gotta live your life. Carpe diem xenomorph. Just live your life. That's great, Sarah. Thank you. Sure. Let's see. If okay, so uh, I think my lesson is that no, that's not a good lesson. I was gonna say something about how curtains in medical facilities should be more see-through just in case there's an alien but that's not you know i don't like see-through curtains at a medical facility oh that yeah it's, it's for privacy exactly maybe know. doors would be good and we got like a mute crossover where some creep job is you know whatever let's see if i had i had a lesson i'd say okay here's my lesson and uh, you have to watch the theatrical version to to get this lesson it's that uh, make sure you always got an eye on your pup. Aww. And this could, you know, there's too many people that just let their dog wander around with them without a leash. You know, your dog is is not a person. And if you want to compare it to a person, it's a toddler. And it doesn't matter how old, how well trained that dog is. Consider that a toddler might just run into the street or might get picked up or anything like that. Put your pup on a leash, especially when you're on a prison planet. Then you have no chance that it will be invaded by an alien or something worse than that. Yeah, that's a that's a friend. That's you a shouldn't let the shouldn't let anything happen to your dog, especially if you're deserted on this crazy world. Yeah. My faithful pup. Take so, care of your cats too. <laughs> so always have your dead robot with you. Uh, R.I.P. Jones. Live in the moment. Keep your push pup on a leash. Maybe we got some really good lessons out did. of this. Yeah, I think we did. Good podcast, everybody. We'll see <laughs> yeah. you next week. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye.